This is the Cleveland Real Estate Investor Podcast, and on this episode, one of our favorite exterminators, Mayor of High Rock Pest Control, joins us to talk about how to determine if a short-term stay tenant brought bedbugs or not, preventative measures when dealing with bedbugs, signs you can use to see if you have bedbugs in the property, and much more. Stay tuned. Okay. All right. Hi, everybody. This is an emergency meeting of the Cleveland Real Estate Investor, and we're bringing back our mad scientist, Mayor from High Rock Pest Control. Did I get that name of that company right, Mayor? You absolutely did. High Rock Pest Control. Calling from his mobile office in the car. The only place bugs can't get to him, right? On the most, for the most part. Okay. All right. Well, it's cicada season, so you should be reveling in this, right, Mayor? Um, yeah, but I mean, we're hoping, I, I mean, it doesn't look like our area of Cleveland particularly will be hit according to most uh, of the maps. Yeah, um, we were down in Cincinnati um, yeah. for a wedding on Friday, and it was deafening. <laughs> it yeah. was deafening in this part of town, kind of an older part of Cincinnati. Um, obviously, go downtown, there's nothing there, but so it was, it was incredible. The noise. Yeah, it, yeah, the noise is incredible, and it really is pretty interesting and kind of weird. Like, it's just kind of like a storm, you know, it just kind of hits here, it doesn't hit there. I'm not sure exactly the science of it, why it's like that. Right. But it looks right. like our area, in general, Cleveland as a whole, will probably be spared. Um, but I guess the good thing is it's just a temporary issue. Yeah. Not yeah. Like, well, it's, well, it's not like it's bad news. It's just kind of a, an interesting natural event. So... Yeah. Anyways, let's talk about uh, our bed bug problem. We uh, first off, let me for our listeners. We uh, we got a notification from our one of our Airbnb tenants that uh, um, they had bed bug bites, and this was literally on their last day of a one week stay that they reported this, and um, so uh, they didn't report anything up up till then. And uh, we're not sure, the first question I want to ask you, Mayor, is we're not sure whether they brought these bed bugs in or whether they were already there. Can you comment on that? Yes. Um, so depending on the length of stay, vis-a-vis the, the level of infestation, we usually can have somewhat of an idea if it's possible they brought it or you can kind of rule out the guests. So if they're there for a month, um, with the level of infestation that we saw and in the particular case that you're talking about. So then it's very likely that they brought it. But well, with the, the amount of nymphs and eggs that we saw, um, it would be highly unlikely that that, that developed just in the period of a week. So, so they, it's doubtful that they brought it in. Most likely, yeah. It's it's now, yeah. In this situation, it's doubtful. Obviously, every situation. If there would have just been two adult bed bugs, then it's very likely they brought it with them, and it could be not, but very likely could be that they did, and that would be even on a, a one night or a two night stay. Right. And we had the prior. I'm sorry. Keep going. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to say when you see the beginning of an infestation, like in this situation, I don't mean infestation like infested, infested, but in the beginning of of, of, of their of them starting to you know lay eggs and you see the, the, the next generation's coming um, then you know that that it's been there for a little bit more than you know a couple of days or a week right so bottom line is doubtful that they brought it in given what you're seeing if they're only there for a week 
yeah, in this situation, I would say, yeah, very well. Okay, now, here's to here. Okay, so let's do uh, Sherlock Holmes with you. Um, we had a uh, tenant in there um, who was a fire relocation, which is one of our clients, and they were there for three months. So nothing. Uh, could they have picked it up coming in and out or some guests coming in, somebody from the family coming in? Right. So that's something is, like this interesting. Yeah, so that is very interesting. Um, they were there for a long time, like a, a significant period of time, like three yeah. months, and we didn't hear, right. hear any complaints no. or anything. Now, it definitely was not from the beginning of when they stayed because after three months, it would have been a much worse scenario than what we saw. So we can, let's say, eliminate that in this situation. So it, it would sound more like, like what you just suggested, that they probably picked it up somehow towards the end of their stay. Maybe didn't want to say anything because they were nervous how it would play out for them, or they didn't realize. Yeah. So they just I didn't the they realize. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and then they just leave the property, and then the, the next... So as we know, bed bugs can live for a very long time without having a source of food. So technically, scientifically, over 500 days. Um, that's in, in a perfect scenario, you know, and they just worse, they just fed and they have the right climate, right temperature. But we've done this ourselves. You can take a bed bug, put it in a Ziploc bag, and six months later, you give it a flick and I'll just start walking around. So wow. six months is easy without having a source of food. such a, 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 a like a tough pest in that sense that basically you want out a host they'll, they'll have no problem living whereas let's say if you contrast that with flea or adult fleas at least adult fleas without a host they'll just die out the larva can live longer but adult fleas not even bed bugs they'll just hang around hang around and then suddenly you get another renter or something like that and then boom first night they come now, suddenly they're getting bit now to our investors out there there are two there's two ways you can go. One is your conventional uh, single family, long-term renter, or you can do the adventurous route, which is what we do, which is the Airbnb route. And so with Airbnb, you're gonna have to be on your toes in terms of making sure that you're not booking a place that has bed bugs, obviously. So uh, walk me through and we've got uh, Travis Riley with us on this podcast, who is uh, sort of our maintenance director of all, all the properties. Uh, walk us through, Mayor, what, what the protocols we need to follow as we transition to a new uh, tenant. So uh, what I would recommend, and I just want to just to preface what I'm saying with that, especially now, you know, we're talking to investors and people who this is pertinent to, with the, the increased travel, um, there's going to be an increase of that uh, hitchhiking and, and, and bringing bed bugs from one place to another. Just the travel, being that COVID is, you know, pretty much past us and people are traveling much more. And, and I, I'm, 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 I'm expecting, I think, uh, travel industry forecasted like a huge boom in travel. So I think it is important to, to, at least for now, put in some protocols. And what I would do is, is I would have, the, the people who clean up the property for the turnover, they should be 
elementary training. It's very, it's not very hard to do a pretty good bed bug bed bug inspection. Um, so when they're stripping the linens, they're looking for the bed bug signs, and they're looking on the couch and let's say recliners. If if there's going to be bed bugs, ninety percent of the time that's where they're going to be. So if you could just do that simple step, and and you know. I would be happy if we have time, or we can do it at another time, or we can go through exactly the steps of the proper bed bug inspection. You're probably looking at a, maybe a 10, 15 minute investment of time, and probably about a 90% elimination of, of, meaning you'll find 90% of the bed bug cases if they would be there. Here's the, here's the dilemma, and Travis, you can weigh in. Bed bugs are incredibly good at hiding. So how are you gonna, how's that gonna reveal itself in an inspection? Um, so when we say they're incredibly good at hiding, it's not so much that they're trying to hide. Their their natural habitat, their harborage, is in tight spots. So you just have to look at those spots, and you'll find. Um, so if we're looking at a mattress, for example, any seam on the mattress needs to be looked at. So for example, a pillow top mattress, you have basically at least three seams. You got the top seam where you have the pillow top, then where the pillow top meets the mattress, and then the bottom seam. And you got to look at both sides of that seam. So by the you can do it with the mattress on. Um, you do three sides, then you pull the mattress you know, a little bit further down off the bed and you get the other side. Box spring. Pick up the box spring, peel back those four corner plastic pieces. I would always peel off the black, usually it's black or white, that little... Uh, um, they got that material they put on the bottom of it, and then just check check those seams where the where the material is pulled over the frame, the wooden frame. Um, in other words, when you say they are good at if they're not per se hiding, it's just their hiders have to be tight spots. Yeah, right. And, and also so, one thing always to remember, very important, is the headboards. So any place where wood joins together, that joint for them is a natural spot for them. Okay. Travis, you want to weigh in on this? Well, and I think the thing to check is, you know, if, because bed bugs, like they, they're feces, right? Because they eat the blood and then they, you know, release that <laughs> on those seams and stuff that you're talking about, right? So. Yeah, that would be one of the main signs, besides for life, right? That you'd be looking for, Travis, absolutely correct. Yeah, so. Like that's the limited research I've done is the they're like kind of little black brown spots that are just little yeah, literally tiny down. pieces of droppings. Yeah, it looks like someone took a fine point like felt tip marker and just made a dot like dropped it on. I mean, it's usually more than one. Right. Um, that's and then the other thing that they leave. There's two other things that bed bugs leave. Um, as there, there's five big stars from when they they develop from the first big star like a baby till they become fully adults. As they pass from one stage to the next, they kind of like a snake, they shed their skin, so you have these shells. It's the exact shape of a bed bug, and it, it looks almost like a bed bug, um, just as their shell. So that's something, another thing you can look for. And the other thing is uh, the females when they leave their eggs. So they're, they are visible, they are small, but they're not microscopic, they're visible to the naked eye. You don't need any uh, any 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 enlargement, uh, you know, to, to make it bigger. Um, they are the, the shape of a grain of rice, but smaller. 
and a little bit like less white. I would say almost a little bit more translucent, but they are white. Like you can, you can see that. Once you see one, you'll be able to see one for the rest of your life. Like once you know what you're looking at. Um, right. Those would be the the, the general bedbug stuff. Now, Travis, we've gotten into the habit of the last year to use these mattress protectors, right? Right. We've uh, we've been getting special mattress protectors that are fully that fully encase the mattress and box spring with a zipper which helps prevent bed bugs from crawling out of their harborage correct so the mattress protectors uh, you had travis actually said it right it is a little bit of a, a common misconception they won't eliminate or prevent bed bugs they they serve two purposes one purpose is, is if you have bed bugs on the outside, so let's say you're buying a new mattress and you don't want them to, you know, if they should not, like you can exterminate or you couldn't eliminate them, you're nervous about protecting the mattress. So then it would protect them from living on the mattress and ruining your mattress. The other one, the other thing that it helps is like what Travis said, that if there are bed bugs living on the mattress and you put a bed bug cover on, they won't be able to get out. So if someone's sleeping on there, wouldn't get bit. I mean, eventually they would die. Um, but they don't eliminate or prevent bed bugs. So we find this very often. We have customers call us up and say, I don't understand. I bought mattress covers and I, I see bed bugs on the mattress cover. And they're like, yeah, they'll be happy to live in a mattress cover. Um, it, the game, like I said, is either they won't ruin the mattress or if they're on the mattress, they won't they won't get out and, and, and bite the, the person, you know, sleeping on the mattress. Well, and right. is... In your situation, that helps a lot because even if there was one, a bed bug on the mattress, then you put on a mattress cover so that the next renter or the next tenant doesn't, you know, get bit or, you know, wouldn't be exposed to bed bugs. Well, and does that, is that also a sign that their harborage would be somewhere else if they're still crawling on the bed, even though we zipped up all our mattresses and box springs? Yeah, then you know that you had a bed, you had bed bugs living somewhere else. Yeah, and provided again, they're not super strong. So sometimes, even if they get one little hole, um, the bed bugs will find their way out of that hole once they, you know, their pheromones are going to detect. Let's say the person sleeping there, so they're going to detect that carbon dioxide, and then they're going to find dioxide, and they're going to find they'll find that hole. So providing that the the integrity of the mattress cover is intact then yes, if you see one on the outside, you know that you have a bed bug harborage or at least one or even more somewhere else in the home. I want our listeners to pick up on what you just said if they play, play it back on their whatever podcast uh, app they're using. You talked about carbon dioxide. Now, that's something I didn't really know, but somebody sleeping is emitting carbon dioxide, which is like a wake-up call to our bed bugs, right, Mayor? Yes, that's what they're trying to do. That's the pheromone. That's what they pick up on. That and the body heat um, is what is, is their friend. That's how they know we're there. That's how they know they're okay, So it's like uh, they're smelling a barbecue. Right? Correct. Exactly. <laughs> it's like July 4th, exactly. Memorial Day when you walk around. You're like, wow. Yeah, and I, I'm sure they're coming out of COVID. They're like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can use some sausage. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, 
I just one just one little like one little point. It doesn't have we always admit every time we, we exhale, right? We're 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 emitting carbon right, dioxide. Right. It, it's you know you don't have to be sleeping. It's just that a sleeping person or when you're if you're a person laying in bed and just playing you know, whatever, just busy on their phone, you would have the same effect in the same situation. Um you know, they would be detecting that the, the person the person there. Um, same thing with a couch or a recliner. Basically, wherever we spend significant amounts of time, uh, I, I like to call it living furniture, like quote unquote, place, like any type of furniture where we actually sit sit around for a little bit or lay. Um, you're going to find them there, and hence they're called bed bugs. Right, and that's why. Yeah. Now, as opposed to uh, you know, lazy boy bugs. <laughs> Most people are sleeping in uh, in beds. Okay, so let's move on. Our our um, we found the bed bug. Now what do we do? Um, <laughs> so you want to call your favorite exterminator. Um, there's two methods of treating bed bugs. Uh, two basic methods right now that are pretty much the most widespread way widespread way of treating. Um, one is the chemical uh, insecticide method, where the provider, the, the pest control providers, using should be using a insecticide that kills all stages of the bed bugs from eggs through nymphs through adults. Um, they, we use something that has both a knockdown capability, meaning it'll kill basically on contact, you know, within a, a minute of, of contact, and then it has a residual as well, meaning even after the chemical dries and it's safe to, for a person to sit on the couch when the bed bug walks through, it'll absorb it through its shell and, and kill it, obviously not at the same as fast and not at the same rate, but it does have the residual capability as well. We're treating all the places that they, all the seams and crevices where we know they live, you know, the perimeter of the whole room, the, the, the base of the wall, um, the wall outlet covers, you want to make sure the shades, if, if there's any shades next to the bed, uh, blinds or shades, sometimes you find bed bugs in um, pictures on the wall, and, you know, especially if they were near the bed. Um, all that would get treated. Um, and, you know, usually it'll knock it out within a, a week. In the okay, situation now, that we had, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so here's the dilemma. You're running an Airbnb. Your nightmare scenario is you just got a call from it, the tenant moving out. Hey, I just got bit by a bed bug. Uh, three days later, you got somebody else coming in. So is it possible to get this turned around um, so that you're not losing money on your next booking? Or should you just right. pull the, just pull like, for example, what we did was we decided Look, it's got to be in that uh, couch. So we just pull the couch out. I mean, that's what they're there. They're in the couch there somewhere. So we pull the couch out. Um, we've already gone through. You guys have already rolled in there. You've done your spraying around, stuff like that. Now, we feel that we've alleviated the problem. Is that correct or not? Um, in your situation, I was comfortable with that. Also, I, I, I want to mention that we, you know, you guys are doing that deep clean after vacuuming up and making sure that, you know, most likely there won't be anything there. Um, I think a person has to be aware of every, you know, every situation is different. If there's one or two, then I'm more comfortable, or a very small, and the case of infestation, and it was very localized, basically the couch. 
and you know we saw what we saw in the bed means getting further activity if you you had a, a long-term renter let's say and they brought in the beginning of their renter of the rent of, of their period of rent and then you know you kind of had somewhat of a real infestation i probably would pull the next rent it's probably not worth it you probably get a better view um which i know we all want to avoid always um so i probably wouldn't in that situation you know hold off the next rent i do want to just speak about the other method because for your listeners it's also i don't know your business i don't know how you know what the margins are on a rent on a, on a renter but there is another way of treating which is heat treatment now the heat treatment they basically uh, bring in huge uh, like commercial heaters and we're talking about getting the surface temperature of of all the surfaces so it's not an, an air temperature but a surface temperature up to about 125 fahrenheit and at that at that at that uh, temperature it kills out uh, you know eggs kills out that kills out everything it's very it's about three times the price of a you know a chemical spray so you know i don't know but be worth it we uh but travis we went ahead and pulled the trigger on a uh steamer right which you were gets that temperature way up you want to elaborate travis well yeah we purchased a steam steamer which we are planning to use in all the furniture and all the kind of cracks and crevices where they may hide as well with that extreme heat we'd hoping it would kill them off too and then after we would do a second treatment of just you know powders and sprays that i bought as well after you know we we use the steamer yeah um i mean it depends on the there are companies that use that do steam. It really depends on how good the steamer is and how good the operator is. Um, if if the steamer gets up to that uh, uh, that that 125, remember it has to be a surface temp. So, for example, let's just say for example that it's way in the crevice of the mattress. So even if you went with a steamer over it, but it wasn't actually 125, and it was let's say a full adult, you probably won't kill it with that. When they do the heat treatment, they're putting in these heaters and they constantly take the temperature of the room and all the various areas of the room and they make sure with the airflow that it's sealed off so it actually cooks up and that every single surface, every part of the mattress is 125 degrees, reach that 125 so it'll kill the eggs way, way deep in the crevices, etc. You know, like that. So it, it is a good idea, the steamer. First of all, you have to be super super thorough and you have to make sure that it's, you know, I would say commercial grade or really good steamer. Okay, I got another question. Uh, pets, do pets bring in bed bugs or is that just, are bed bugs equal opportunity to chikers? <laughs> From what I, you know, what I've read and been taught and, and have studied, um, would be equal opportunity feeders, but it's very rare. Rarely do you find them on dogs or cats. Um, mostly they're feeding off humans where there are bridges, where, you know, beds, couches, you know, where we are. It is, it's considered very, it's, it's very rare. Okay, Mary, so people are freaked out. Should they take tenants with dogs, cats, you know, whatever? And you're, the question is, do dogs and cats raise the possibility of more bed bugs? 
So the short answer is, yeah, the short answer is no. Even though technically they could feed off of them and they could be a host, technically, I mean, like scientifically, but it's it's very rare. Mainly, you know, humans obviously potentially have a flea issue. We're not discussing that, but as bed bugs go, it's that should not, you know, it it doesn't that doesn't weigh in on the pros or the cons. It makes they they won't increase your chances. Well, and because I my research that I did the the design of their legs and i think th- the research i did saying like the design of the bed bugs legs aren't optimal for like clinging on to hair like human hair and stuff like that and yeah, that, is that, that is, is that true. why there are certain traps that have like a certain surface that will catch them so they can't crawl back up Yes, that's correct. That's why they have those like cups that they you can put underneath the bed, and that that makes it very hard for them to yeah they basically just get stuck. It's kind of like a moat, the same idea as a moat around the castle. Um, that you just put that around the bed on legs, but that's assuming that they're not on the bed. Most of the time, that when we treat bed bugs and you have some sort of infestation, they're actually either on the bed frame already somewhere on the bed headboard, you know, mattress. It's just an that's only just another tool amongst many tools for itself. It's not very much. Um, I like to use that more for a monitor. Um, you can also just in general as an easy, just, you know, for your listeners, they sell bed bug. It's like a, basically like a sticky, like a, like a monitor, what we use like a pest control monitor, which would just be like a piece of paper with a sticky. They just make it like in a circle with a cut in it. So you can just put it right around the, the bed legs. And then it'll, it's a sticky, so they can't crawl out of it either. And you can get like a package of a hundred for like five bucks or less. Oh, wow. They're equally as effective, less obtrusive. And you could just, you know, it's not a big deal. And they're really good. So, I mean, you could look at that anywhere on Amazon. Just Google it. You'll find them. It's basically a sticky that, that's in the shape of a circle that goes around the, 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 the legs of the bed. Okay. So let's summarize this. We are... Our standard operating procedure, Travis, is when we get that turnaround, we bring our, our cleaning crew in. They obviously change the beds, do the laundry, get things ready to go. But we have enough, We have one more step, which was we look for signs of bed bugs, right? Travis, and you run a, you've been trained by mayor. You're passing along to our cleaning crew, correct? Well, it's just more of a realization that that step needs to be taken more seriously. So yes, I agree. Now, now we are more aware of the steps and what to look for and how to, when what to check for sure. Okay, good. Well, Mayor, we're going to let you go back and get more pests out of people's houses. Um, But we're going to want to have you back in a couple of weeks because we want to talk about other, other problems like, Mice, rats, raccoons, squirrels, you know, uh, you'll be a regular jungle Larry for those people who grew up in Cleveland. (laughs) So, so uh, we'll have, we'll have you back mayor and we'll have everybody look for our uh, YouTube uh, segment coming up. We'll do an actual, uh, we'll show mayor at work with Travis on looking for bed bugs on our video channel. So, all right, mayor. Hey, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Thank you for Thank having you. me. I'm looking forward. We'll be in touch. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to the Cleveland Real Estate Investor Podcast. Find all our episodes at www.riley-properties.com or on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, or anything that you listen to podcasts on.